Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango, and a very good Wednesday afternoon to you, St. Louis. Is it Wednesday? I believe it's so. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Is it afternoon? It's Wednesday. No, it's, no, it's the morning. You're, really, you're starting off hot today, Doc. Yeah. Oh, four, two, boys. Yeah. Oh, four, uh, two. You sound like the Blues Power Play. <laughs> okay. Hey, good morning. What, too soon? What, are you trying to break down a play or something? Oh, no, no. I, uh, I actually only got to see half of the game last night. Which half? The second half. Uh, oh. Like, uh, from the middle of the second period on. I'm, I'm really sorry so about that. I apologize. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that was I'm the worst part of the game. the money back. But before, before we start, though, I got to give a really quick shout out. Okay. I always start out with something negative, and I want to start with something positive. Last night, uh, my daughter, uh, she's in eighth grade. She'll be in ninth grade next year at Melville High School. And uh, there was a little performance with a couple of the middle schools and the Melville High School Symphonic Band. All right. These kids rocked it. Yeah. I mean, it was incredibly impressive to hear a high school band do what these kids were doing. And I just wanted to give them a shout out, man, because I was grumpy when I went in there last night and they were so good that it put me in a great place. And then also getting to see my kids band and do it's weird to, to, yeah. to picture you grumpy. But anyway, um, <laughs> thanks, man. I hate it when kids uh, already have a skill that I will never have Ever. and could never have. <laughs> Ever once, man. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, but we uh, we were talking, Jamie, before he got in here. We were setting all uh, oh, the big fancy studio. Well, we had the producer in here and the director and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. the team. Talking about right. how boring, just boring, just boring last night was. What is going on? Like, I understand that pressing the panic button is not what we need to do right now. Mm-mm. Okay? However, I'm concerned. <laughs> These last three games, like, seem like just more and more and more of the same. What do you see, Jamie? What's going on? Yeah, look, it's not pretty, that's for sure. And, um, you know, having uh, been ice level last night, it just not a whole lot of jump out there. And I don't know if it's fatigue. Uh, 
you know, it is a long season, and I know everybody's got to play it. I'm just speaking from a human standpoint. These guys play a lot of hockey. They're playing every second day right now. Um, it just, for whatever reason, the uh, the juices aren't there right now. So there's that. Uh, and there's some other things, too. I think now we're seeing more than ever why they need to make a trade mm-hmm. and get somebody on the back end. When you've got Mikola and Jake Wallman that are playing you know, over and over and over again, which they're not bad. They're good players. They're NHL players. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to tell people is just because I say they need to add a guy doesn't mean I don't think they're good players. They're just not the answer right now. And so – Watching that and then watching the power play kind of fizzle out a little bit. They're at a point where they just need to reset. Uh, they need to reset. And today at practice, I know it's going to be. A, it was a lot of energy. Uh, Chief was barking out there. The guys seem to have a great attitude. The veteran leadership is outstanding right now for the St. Louis Blues. You know, he, David Perron was on Carriker and Smallman talking about how he actually you know, likes these types of situations, likes to figure out solutions as to how they can get back on track and you know, talking to Braden Shen last night, he's not worried about it. He's like, look at adversity is good. He goes, is the timing perfect of this? No, not at all. But adversity is good. He's like, after what happened a couple of years ago, he's like, we look at things way different now. And the core group of guys that are running that hockey club right now, they experienced all that. So I'm going to trust them. I want to I want to get in uh, to your head about last night because I'm a guy that goes when I, when I left work yesterday and I got done with everything I needed to do five thirty five o'clock five thirty something like that I started talking with the family about what dinner's going to be getting my first drink made sitting down in front of a TV to watch a freaking Blues hockey game my youngest kid was there we're all ready to go we're going to yeah. watch this game I love it. big fat turd <laughs> so. My question to you is, you are, for whatever dumb reason, not the full-time color guy on broadcast yet. Excuse me. You get not a chance, but this is your turn to be there, and you have a dud of a game. Does it suck? It was a Rick Mahar sideline game. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that, I know. We're all trying. (laughs) I was waiting since last night to throw that out there. That's well done, man. I wrote that joke during this boring-ass game. So just... Do you get bummed at all? You're just a professional and you're learning every day, and plus it's hockey, man. No, I mean, it, I, it's it's a job. i got to do my job. And my job isn't necessarily to be happy about what I'm watching. My job is to talk about what's happening on the ice. And, you know, there was a lot to talk about. Unfortunately, it wasn't positive. And that's the hard part is because having played here for a long time and living here, and now obviously I work for a network that you're not supposed to have bias, but there is bias, right? Yeah. Like it's a regional cable uh, channel and you're supporting your St. Louis Blues or your Cardinals, depending on you know what sport you're watching at the time. It's hard because you got to be. I've got to be critical when it's necessary. I have to also look for some of the positives that are happening out there, and then you have to compliment the other team. And last night, you know, Brady Kachuk was a one man wrecking crew. Oh man, out when there. he was screaming like that! Oh like, yeah, stop it until you're wearing our <laughs> right. uniform. Knock that off. And so that's hard too because obviously I know that family very well, and I still do work with Matthew and Brady in the off season. So he's sitting there playing like a rock star, scoring goals. Uh, I'm all tore up inside. I don't know what the heck I'm right. going to do, whether what I'm do happy do? for the kid, <laughs> unhappy. Usually you hope that you know Brady gets a goal and an assist, but they lose 5-2. to two. Well, That didn't happen last night. Well, you know, the thing that, that killed me about him last night, and I think they, they released the stat, or they said the stat after the goal you guys did on the, on the telecast, where he's like first in the league or in the top five in the league in hits. And I'm just thinking to myself, mm. that is, we are sorely, sorely missing that right now. And it just made, you know. 
my, my want of that guy on our team and that much more. To that point, Buchnevich got an elbow, shoulder, whatever it was, to the side of the head uh, or to the face or whatever. And and whoever it was, it was a Barbashev or something, and went over and kind of put his hands on him for a second. And all I thought was, who would we have to send out there? Because that dude was big. Yeah, that's Watson. He's a puke. Um, <laughs> so that's, I'm assuming that's yeah. a hockey compliment, right? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think I've ever heard you say that about somebody like that. Yeah, no, I don't like him. I don't much, not much to say nice about him. I think he's a spot picker. I think he's a pretender. I don't really think much of him. He's a guy that roughed up his girlfriend at a gas station, and then he went bad for alcohol treatment. You know, I'm oh. glad he seems to be doing better that way. But mm, nonetheless, oh, I still gotcha. I still feel like I have my profile of what this individual really is. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, last night he kind of elevates shoulder to the face of Buchnevich, who was kind of rattled around a little bit after that. And I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed at the response. I was. And everybody always looks like – you know, Shenner gets out there next, like, oh, what's Shenner going to do? Why doesn't somebody else do That's that? my freaking problem, yeah. man. Like, uh, I'm not going to dog on Mackenzie McEachern too much um, because if he was standing right here, I'd tell him the same thing. Dude, that's your opportunity. Like, you get called up. You've been in the minors all year. You're so upset that you're in the minors and you work so hard to get back up here. You got your first game back here with St. Louis Blues and Torpchenko goes out and labels a guy in the first shift of the game. I mean, it was a yard sale. He gets a guy that jumps on his back and tries to fight him. And Torpchenko was, you know, you could see he was a, a part of the game. Kenzie McEachern last night, I didn't see anything. And, you know, when you have a game like that, when you're brought in to move the needle as far as heavy play, because that's exactly what Chief said Dakota Joshua didn't do. He's like, you didn't move the needle this time as far as the heaviness we needed. Dude, that's the answers to the test. Right. Why are you not using them? Like the next shift that Watson get out there, I'd have turned to Steve Ott and said, I want to go. Well, you're not up. I want to go now. And I went, ran him. I'm not saying you have to fight the guy. I'm not saying you have to fight him. Because that, that uh, I would never do that because it's an awkward, it's, a, it's weird to tell somebody, you need to go put yourself in harm's way with somebody else's fists. and all that. Listen, I'm not about that. If you do it, then great. But otherwise, go run him. Go return the favor. Leave your feet and hammer that dude. I mean, you give it right back. Well, guess what? The fight will find you. It will. This, I was disappointed. This goes back to when we first started doing this show, how you said the one of the ways you made it in the league for so long was what? Filling a need for a team. Yeah, figuring out. You have to and be a he chameleon. had that opportunity Figure out what night. the team needs and you become that guy. That's how I stayed in the league for the last five years of my career was, hey, by the way, what do you need? Oh, well, we need a uh, penalty-killing shot-blocking guy. I'm your guy. Yeah. All right, I'll sign up here. And leader would go, how do we penalty kill again? You know, I would go figure that out. Like, you just have to become what the team needs. And right now, Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong have said time and time and time again, we need a heavier fourth line. We need a response from guys like that. And didn't get it. Do you see Clem Costin's time in St. Louis coming to an end? Um, I don't think so. Just because I think there's still more there to give, a mm-hmm. lot more there. I think that Clem Costin's in a really weird spot because I don't think he's a fourth liner. Yeah. Um, but he's certainly not a top six. So you have to play good enough in order to earn a third line spot. He hasn't done that. And if you're not playing on the third line again, goes back to your comment, find out what the team needs so you can stay in the lineup. Kind of did it from time to time, but then he took a couple of lazy penalties and for whatever reason, he's been in you know, the doghouse, per se, 
for the last you know couple weeks, and he just couldn't get him get his way out of there. I mean, when I, I when I saw that he had four minutes of ice time, I think on Sunday against the Devils, I was like, oh, oh, he got sent down. Big shocker. Yeah, you know. But but what is you know what is he going to have to do to get back up here? Does he get you know what I mean? I like, can't. Yeah, I was going to say I can't imagine that Barube is the kind of person that'll flip the switch again. But when you see what Mackenzie McEachern did last night. I'm looking at going, okay, so so soon as Clem Costin gets a couple of good games under his belt, he's coming back. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not go with the player that has a higher upside and try to get him more reps? If, as far as I'm concerned right now, Logan Brown should be in the lineup on Thursday. He should be. Logan Brown, Tyler Bozak, and Torpchenko should be your fourth line. I guess uh, you know, I, I completely Absolutely. forgot about that option. Has he just been a healthy scratch been a healthy this whole scratch. time? And, you know, it's because he's not a uh, prototypical fourth-line player. But if you're not getting the physicality anyways, let's get some skill. He's got some size. He's got some puck-handling ability. Uh, He's a great puck-handler. Tremendous upside on the offensive skills. He's not going to go out there and run people over. He's just not. I know at 6'6", you're like, oh, he should be killing people. It's not his game. It's just not the way he plays. But if you're not getting it anyway from a less talented player – Put the more talented player in there, and you've just lost four in a row. Mix it up. So uh, we talk about Oscar Sundquist, who unfortunately wasn't in the lineup last night. And I think Craig Berube essentially said that we're going to have to manage him the remainder of the year. He's not 100%. He hasn't been 100%. And he has been such a key cog in a lot of this, not necessarily the physicality, but in really like kind of making life miserable for the other team. He was always very good at that. We don't really have anybody to take that role with him when the nights that he doesn't play, do we? No, we don't. We yeah. don't really look. Braden Shen is the only guy, and Barbashev has been more physical lately. But Barbashev is not a guy that anybody's afraid of, you know. And not that anybody's afraid of Oscar Sundquist, but he is a big body out there, six three, six four, you know, two fifteen, two. And a pain in the ass he is when he's healthy. Yeah, he's not healthy right now, so he can't get from A to B fast enough to really become a difference maker. Uh, at this point. So as crazy as it sounds, it's like the Blues need to go acquire some fourth-line guy. You know, I don't know who it is, um, you know, but it's got to be somebody who can skate because you don't want to have a guy that – Well, I'm out then. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? You can't have somebody out there that's, oh, we're going to get a tough guy, you know, and then it's Kyle Clifford. Right. And and no disrespect to Kyle Clifford, but he just didn't have the juice in the tank anymore to get it done. It's got to be somebody who can keep pace with the game – Keeps it simple and runs around and just mangles people as far as hitting. I don't care about the fighting because, again, I always believe that you hit enough people, the fight will find you. Mm. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the, the Claude Giroux from Philadelphia rumors, and we, what, that's crazy. Our forwards are fine. We need the help on the defense. Well, maybe that is not the case. And maybe we need someone like that that is towards the end of the career that's hungry for it because sometimes yeah. this team doesn't look hungry. That's man. not the skill set I'm looking at, though. Okay. Because I mean, he's a premier player. Okay. He's a point-of-game guy. That I don't think – so. Where are you going to put him? But Not only that, but let's go back 30 seconds ago. We talked about the Blues don't have what? Uh, uh, well, the use your guy. word, sandpaper. Sandpaper. Yeah. So Claude Giroux's not that guy. Yeah. So then why would you add him at $8 million of, you know, whatever the cap hit would end up being prorated, cut in half, all that crap. You're still not, you're still not filling the void yeah. that you need there. So I, I look around the league at somebody on an expiring contract that is a great team guy that is averaging eight to 10 minutes a game is up there about four hits a night, you know, those guys are easy to find. Every team has them. 
Now, what's it going to cost you? Probably not much. I would do it. Would you go grab a uh, Ryan Reeves for a second tour? Or a th- yeah, second tour? Uh, he makes too much money. Oh, he does. Okay. He that, too much money that would be part of the equation that I don't know. And, you know, I don't know. Um, if he was an, on an expiring contract, yeah, of course I would. I think Revo would be awesome. But I don't think you're going to get like the Rangers traded for him on purpose, right? On purpose to a little protection, so that they could deal with Tom Wilson, right? And I heard you guys talking on the fast lane. I guess it was yesterday, so I'll just regurgitate once again what I heard. I think it was you say that all these teams that you're jockeying for a position, there's you know Colorado, don't have to worry about them, but the people that you're in competition for a playoff spot, they're all going to go improve themselves at the trade deadline. And so is Colorado, Jeff. Yeah. So is Colorado. They're going to go get a goaltender. I'm telling you right now. They're eyeballing Marc-Andre Fleury like Thanksgiving dinner oh, right crap. now. Yeah. And that's the last thing that any of us need. I like, read he's good. He's pretty darn good. Yeah. He's got some Stanley Cups under his belt, too. And he's a great team guy, and people love to play hard for him. It really sucks that Colorado's interested in him. Now, that's just one item to it. Colorado's going to look to add as much as they can. Colorado is in win-now mode. So they don't care about some of their draft picks and young guys and all that stuff. They're going to go for it. So that what does that do for the Blues? Nashville's going to go for it. Minnesota's going to go for it. All these teams that are hovering right around you, they're all pushing their chips all in. You're going to be forced to do something. And this is something that we've talked about before, and I believe that this is something that you've advocated more than once is with those assets, the the younger players that are in the minors, your Perunoviches or draft picks. I mean, at this point – the Blues shouldn't really be hanging on to those too tightly, should they? Because this should be win-now mode for us as well, right? It is. And, but the deal has to be right. For me to trade a Jake Neighbors or a Scott Perunovic, I've got to be getting an absolute stud mm-hmm. back. It's not going to be as a throw-in. It's not going to be for a Ben Sherratt or one of those guys. I mean, you're, you're looking to hit the home run deal if you're trading one of those guys. And, you know, but you do have other, other assets. You have draft picks. The Blues have a first, third, fourth, fifth round this year. I mean, talking about, you know, they have more than that, but those are the big picks. And then next year they have full slate. And the year after they have a full slate. In fact, this year coming up, they have two fourth round picks. So you've got the draft capital available to entice a team that has a, a, an expiring contract of a star player that's on a, in a crappy environment. We're in the point of fandom here where I'm getting a little nauseous with all of this. Because two weeks yeah. ago, I thought that, boom. We're doing this. Yeah. And then the last couple of weeks have not made me feel so great no. about my uh, about my, my overconfidence. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I went from, hey, it's okay to have goalie controversy. We're going to have two good goalies. Now we got two of them where you're like, I don't know, man. I get all puckered up every time they take a shot now. No, listen. I, gotta I do. De- I got to defend that's the goalies me. right I know now. that's me. I got to defend the goalies. Jordan Bennington has played well. If it weren't for Jordan Bennington last night, that game was out of reach in the first period. I, I agree with that part of it, but... I just want to ask a question. I just want to ask a question. I don't want you to get mad at me. Kachuk's goal that went five-hole on Bennington, Mm -hmm. is that one Bennington would like to have back? Maybe, but I think he wants all of them back. Well, sure. I guess you're right. (laughs) But here's my problem with it, guys, is the turnovers. How awful were the the egregious? Oh, my gosh. Kachuk had three where he was lying in the weeds out there, and every pass he intercepted. When that happens, as a goaltender... Like you're tracking the puck, you're ready, but all of a sudden it's wham, they're back in your face and they got they're they're coming with numbers. So Jordan Bennington's trying to figure out one, where the hell did that player come from? Two, who the hell is with him? Three, oh my god, he's right on top of me. Right. 
That's a lot to process. And four, he's a damn good hockey player <laughs> yeah. that shoots the puck yeah. really well. This yeah. league is really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as good as goalies that. are, they don't they can't cover everything. Yeah, no. I, what I thought was amazing about that goal too from Kachuk is like he he just had the time and he he waited that split second to put that perfect five hole man. Like he's got a was... great offseason skills coach. <laughs> and I'd love to meet him someday. And also too, man, seeing that Kachuk seven <laughs> on another team's jersey. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, who we got to get one of them here? Who was Keith Kachuk, the dad, sitting with? Barry Jackman. Jackman. That's what it was. Because I remember when he scored, I was like, I wonder what they did right there. Was he like, yeah, or was he if reserved? That's my kid, if that's my homie's oh, kid that scores, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for Absolutely. it. It's tough though, right? Yes, yeah. he works for the Blues. Bear Jackman does. Oh, oh well, Keith Walt Kachuk. does. Yeah, Walt does. So he's sitting there and he's watching his team that employs him, and his son playing and his son scoring, and he he kept the just little no no emotion, just like okay, just like, okay, yeah, good okay. job. That's good, son. This has nothing to do with anything. Great. That I'm going to ask here, and I'm so sorry that my brain went in this direction. But when I said Big Walt, um, when we okay, so as when we are the, and as the fans are out and about. Mm-hmm. And let's say, hypothetically... I wouldn't. I'm I wouldn't. somewhere, and I see Keith Kachuk, and I go, Hey, Big Walt! Or I go, Oh, Yachty! Yachty! What's, so, like, when me, casual fan, mm-hmm. comes up with the nickname to the guy, can you tell me how bad that is so I don't do it? Or is it okay? Or what? Jeff hates it. He no, hates I don't me hate, even looking at me I don't right hate now. it for them. I couldn't do it, but I'd be, be willing to guess that they're fine with it. I would just be uncomfortable with it. They're fine with it. Like, people come up to me all the time, like, Riv! And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, like, it's like, but if the conversation continues on and they just keep calling me Riv and Riv and Riv, I mean, it is what it is. I don't like, for, like, I guess, but I look at it differently, right? Because I've always considered myself, like, one of the people. So it's not like I'm, you know, and I never was bigger and better than anybody. I was lucky to have a spot in the league and I was happy to play for a long time. And Big Walt's the same way, man. You walk up, people call him Big Walt all the time. Big Walt, hey, how are you? You know, Yachty, I don't know. Yachty's a little different. I'm not sure what you'd get with that one there. But, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, guys don't really care. All right. Yeah. I mean, if it's a version of their name, it's one thing. But if it's like a, a team nickname that you've earned or someone's given to you, it's not just your name shortened or whatever. Like, I think that's a little more personal, but. I don't know. Most guys don't. Hey, care. Uncle Charlie, or what's Wayne knows? Yeah, right? yeah, Uncle yeah, yeah. Charlie. What, what, what about what about when we say we when we talk about the team? I'm okay we. with that. You're all right. I with don't that? care about that at all. I think okay. I think that the fans, quite honestly, should say it all the time. I mean, you, the fans are an extension of the team, and if I have a fan that's saying we, we, we. That's somebody that loves my team. That yeah. believes yeah, they're, they're a part of it. They're in. They're all in, man. Yeah. And you want to say, hey. We need to work on the power play. You know what? We sure do. That's we right, because that's our do. team. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And oh, one last question. Can they hear us through the TV when I'm yelling, shoot? <laughs> uh, no. They do. They Boy. cannot, Jeff. Then can, can I get a few of their numbers? Because I really need to talk yeah. with them. No, no. You're on the list of... Still? Uh, I thought yeah. it was... No, you're it was a, done in February. No, no. Right. You're right in the dressing room. I saw it last night. Uh, do not... 
Except that's not true. Tomorrow night. (laughs) Tomorrow night. Those New York Rangers are in St. Louis. Uh, We've got hockey on Saturday against Nashville in Nashville. Sunday, uh, Winnipeg is back in town for a uh, an evening showdown at the Enterprise Center. It's the Last Minute Blues podcast. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango. As always, share us with your hockey loving friends. And let's go Blues! The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health and that's where the sleep number bed comes in and let me tell you ever since i've had it my sleep iq score is just going higher and higher and did you know eight out of ten couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.